0: Typhoon Quinta has left the Philippines, but not without damage. Parts of Luzon and Western Visayas are still reeling from its effects,
2: and it's all hands on deck for government agencies, as President Duterte vows to weed out corruption.
0: Mula po sa Quezon City ako si Roby Alampay, Puma Podcast.
2: At ako si Inday It's October twenty-eighth, and this is Tekateka, Teka. balita para sa mga huli sa balita.
0: Tekateka, before we proceed, if you're listening to Teka Teca, then chances are you already also know about Puma Podcast. But please be aware that we have also now put Tekateka Teka on its own channel wherever you podcast. So if you want to binge just the news, please do follow Teka Teca. But continue to follow Puma Podcast because as you know, marami yung ginagawa na iba pang mga proyekto.
2: let's talk about Typhoon Quinta. Provinces in Luzon are still reeling from the effects of this typhoon. Batangas City and Oriental Mindoro have both declared a state of calamity.
0: More than 300 families in Dai. They've been evacuated in Batangas after their homes were destroyed by heavy rains and strong winds. Reports also say the Talumpok-Silangan Bridge and a portion of the National Road were destroyed by the typhoon. Malakas talaga.
2: Yes, Rob. so Oriental Mindoro lang, umabot na sa 1 billion pesos yung worth ng damage nila sa agriculture. Over 9,000 people were evacuated in the province and one person died.
0: Typhoon Quinta was also felt in the western Visayas region. Mitch Villanueva Porle from Negros Occidental says the typhoon caused massive flooding in their area last
1: Sunday. Ako po, Mitch, Mitch Villanueva-Porle po. Teacher po ako dito sa Isabella Negros Accidental. Actually po, sa baha, medyo sanay na kami kasi ibahain na yung area namin. Pero... For the first time po, in my 31 years of experience, yun lang po yung pinakamalaking baha na na-experience po namin, na naabot po yung bahay namin. Pero good thing lang po, sa terasa lang po yung naabot, hindi po umabot sa loob po talaga ng bahay namin. Kasi po pag nasa loob, medyo mahirapan po. Siguro kami, kasi nga kami lang yung mga magkakasama, tatlo lang kami. Tapos yung mga magulang ko po, medyo mga oldies na po. Hanggang tuhod lang yung Yolanda, pero ito, walang signal, bigla ang bumaha. Tuloy-tuloy yung ulan, tsaka yung mga nasa magbandagitaas na mga creek, yung nasa mga bundok, connected po yun sa mga kanal na dumadaan sa amin. So yung nagkataon po na yung tubig ulan, tsaka yung baha galing sa bundok, Dumaos dos, siya ka nagsama. Plus din po, nasa bandang mga one kilometer away from our house is mayroon ding sapa doon na umapaw din yung tubig. Actually nga, pag doon ka mismo, banda doon sa sapa, yung tubig, tagaliig na po. Sabi ko nga sana, hindi na sana umulal at ganun kalakas kasi po yung malakas po talaga yung hangin ng gabing noon. sabi ko, pag lumakas pa, baka maapawan na talaga kami. Kasi nga yung mga tubig sa bas na bundok, dadaos dos sa amin.
0: Now let's talk politics. President Duterte has again expressed his plans to stamp out corruption in government. Of course, this has always been on the president's agenda. It's always been on every president's agenda. And in Mr. Duterte's case, it was one of his key campaign promises. Now last week, he asked the Justice Department to look into corruption in the Department of Public Works and Highways. And now he wants to extend the probe. To the entire government bureaucracy. The DOJ shall prosecute and file the appropriate charges against all those involved in the anomalies investigated, whether against government or private person, as may be warranted by the evidence gathered subject to applicable laws and rules.
2: The President says this directive will remain in effect until the end of his term in 2022. While we do welcome this initiative from the cabinet some lawmakers are asking should the DOJ be the one taking the lead sabi kasi Rob may mga existing institutions na raw para dito nandiyan naman yung office of the ombudsman at ang presidential anti-corruption commission so the lawmakers are asking why do we need to create yet another ad hoc committee.
0: Mm, And you know, they're not even calling it an ad hoc committee. They've actually referred to it as a mega task force. But your point, that's exactly what reporters asked Harry Roque during the palace press briefing. And simply lang, sabi niya mas marami daw kasing prosecutors and DOJ compared to the office of the ombudsman. So supposedly, they would have more capacity to carry out this probe. And Na nakikita natin problema minsan. We have institutions, but they're not always well supported. So the approach is to create a new task force, another task force, and now a mega task force every time a corruption issue comes out. So people are asking, are these PR stunts or is this more real this time? Take note, yung DOJ Interagency Task Force that we're talking about na pinagmulan nito. Ginawa and precisely to address another high-profile alleged corruption scheme in PhilHealth.
2: That's right, and one of the major steps that the Department of Justice is now doing is to expedite existing PhilHealth-related cases that are already pending at the Office of the Ombudsman and the Civil Service Commission. So perhaps the long-term solution is to strengthen these institutions, kasi sila naman talaga sa ilalim ng batas ang binigyan ng poder para mag-investiga ng katiwalian sa Not
0: only that, in Inday, it's not just about strengthening institutions, it's also just being consistent about certain principles of fighting corruption. Let's recall, for example, sal-ends and lifestyle checks, even the office of the ombudsman has now diminished the value of those instruments and those mechanisms By one saying that they will make it harder, essentially, for the public and the media to access those documents and those mechanisms. And at the same time, the ombudsman actually says, eh, bakasagaba lang yan sa mga public service officials, kasi, it's used against them unfairly. So if government cannot even have a consistent, principled stand on the value of, let's say, sal-ins and lifestyle checks, then what are these task forces for?
2: Well, here's a quick update. Vice President Lenny and her staff tested negative for COVID-19. Over the weekend, the Vice President issued a statement saying she had gone into quarantine after being exposed to an individual who had tested positive. Robredo and her staff had swab tests and her office confirmed that the results were negative
0: that's right but it's not only news on the vice president people have started talking about the electoral protest of bong, bong marcos because this video this soundbite went viral
2: online former senator and vice president Ferdinand bong, bong marcos teka teka did i hear that right did he just call bong, bong marcos vice president
0: Mm Mm-hmm, he did. And that, by the way, was Jeff Ortega. He is the director of the Department of Tourism in the Ilocos region. And he did say that in front of a crowd, in front of Bongbong Marcos during a regional tourism event. Ortega is drawing flack for that remark. On social media, some people are calling for his resignation.
2: And this is why the court should decide on the electoral protest soon.
0: As you know, we're still waiting for a vaccine against COVID. But for some time, researchers have been saying the upside to surviving the virus is that you will become immune to it. Magkakaroon ka supposedly ng antibodies that will keep you from catching it for a second time. But now there's a new study in London that suggests that protection after the infection does not last that long. It even suggests the prospect of waning immunity in the community. Here's Graham Cook. Professor of Infectious Diseases at Imperial College London.
2: So the main change we saw between these three rounds of the survey was that the proportion of people testing positive fell from 6% in in the end of June and July through to August where it was 4.8% and then 4.4% in September. So although those changes sound quite small, because of the numbers of people involved, we can be pretty confident this is a real change. But overall, it doesn't change the fact that actually 90% plus of the general population are still susceptible to infection. Now, this is based on a study of more than 300,000 randomly selected people in England. Researchers used this blood test to detect antibodies. Atang nakita nila ay more than 26% on decline in COVID-19 antibodies over just three months. So, ano gusto sabihin nito? Yung antibodies kasi, they're proteins that our body generates to fight infections. So, kung medyo wala ka nito, o medyo kumukonte, baka maging vulnerable tayo. Now, this of course is crucial because many European countries have reported the start of what they call a second wave of COVID infections. Now, what this tells us is that kahit tayo dito, sa so warmer climes, a hindi pwedeng Maglet down ng guard natin. No? We can't afford to forget health protocols. Hindi pwedeng ningas kugon. At kahit naka-recover ka na sa COVID, hindi gusto sabihin forever safe ka na. Baka pwedeng mahawa ka pa rin.
0: At po ang ating latest podcast sa Teka Teka. Before we let you go, we leave you with this. You might know what this is referring to.
2: While previous lunar missions have observed indications of hydrogen at the Moon's south pole, the LEND measurements for the first time pinpoint where hydrogen, and thus water, is likely to exist.
0: Follow our page Teka Teka for more news stories and puma podcast for more updates on our new podcast. Muli ako po si Robi Alampay puma podcast.
2: At ako si Inday Espina, Varona.
0: Teka Teka like puma podcast is available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or kung saan man kayo puma podcast. This episode was produced by our executive producer Kat Ventura. It was edited by Mark Casilian.
2: Maraming salamat po.